Uh, so let's officially start recording the podcast. All right. I, I figure we should do it properly when Dylan and Darius aren't here. Yeah, when it's just, just say we're actually doing it <laughs> as opposed to doing the run up that we always do. And then as soon as we do it again with Darius and Dylan, we go back to the old method of springing it on them that we're recording. Right, we're, right. we're in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, folks, I'm Jan. I'm Mark. And it's a two hander today. Because uh, the Hamilton Smiths have been exiled, or they went out camping or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, um, we're both wearing red shirts, so we will be dead by the end of this episode. Yeah. Either that or we've taken over the ship and are now captain and first officer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Space pirates. That's how we do it. I feel like every time there are space pirates in Star Trek, it's not that good. I just never care. Uh, the uh, I know we said we weren't going to talk too much about Strange New Worlds, but the Space Pirate episode of Strange New Worlds was awesome. That was pretty cool. I guess, I guess, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. With uh, Jesse James Keitel. Ki- yeah, yeah, Kittle? yeah. Keitel. Yeah, they were great. I think they they were the funnest part of the episode. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, playing all that stuff. And uh, the Cyborg reveal. Uh-oh. I, I love that they, they, they're like, hey, you remember the, the sort of villain from what is universally considered to be the worst Star Trek movie? <laughs> You're the TOS head. I, that's, not my, uh, that's not my cup of tea. So have you, ever, you have never seen Final Frontier? I've never seen a single Star Trek movie of the original six movies. You haven't even seen Khan. You haven't even seen Ralph I haven't. Khan. I know all the Khan references, but that's mostly through Futurama. Not going to lie. Wow. I know. So I guess I'm just going to do the rest of the episode alone because I'm kicking Mark Are you out. kicking me off the ship? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, that's wild. I mean, I, I'm going to have to force you to watch them at some point. I grew up on TNG and then with watching TNG with my parents and then got into Deep Space Nine on my own and then watched Voyager out of guilt. Yeah. Um, and then all the new Trek is I watch out of joy. All of it? Well, Picard season two, that was out of guilt. <laughs> that was kind of out of guilt. <laughs> uh, I've read something recently. It was, uh, I think, the showrunner of The Boys. And he was basically like, I, I come from network TV where you had to make, give people a reason to watch 22 hours of television right. a year. And it's inexcusable that people have 10 hours now and really only like, two things happen in them, you know, like two episodes where stuff happens. I feel like that's what Picard season two was where the first couple episodes and the last episode should have just, that could have just been it. That could have just been the story. It's really true. I mean, and even there are shows, stuff like HBO, they're giving us six episodes. They're not even giving us full 10 episodes of shows. And so I'm like, what's, are we just going to get, like made for TV movies now of these things and just like, we'll just move on. (laughs) If they're good, I don't have a problem. Like uh, I watched the bearer recently on Hulu, which is, I think very trendy right now. And that's no more than four hours long total, you know, eight episodes of 27 minutes, which makes it sound like it's a short sitcom. It, I don't think of it as a comedy at all. It's more like a dramedy, more drama than anything else. I thought it was like 
end-to-end excellent, you know, and there's something different in every episode. And I would be fine with that. Completely fine with if it. If you can do it right, hey, do it right. I'm down. Exactly. What I can't abide is, again, like eight or ten episodes and only three of them are in. Inter- like, I couldn't tell you what happened in the middle of Picard. Three or four of season two. They spent a while four of those in episodes. like a clinic or something. There's a lot of clinic, a lot at of a, urgent at a care. party, some psychological stuff. I don't, I don't There remember. was a party. There was a car accident. There was a guy's ball tar. Prison bus. Prison bus. Yeah. Uh, like nine episodes of, of seven and Rafi driving around LA. Fighting. And never um, hitting traffic. Uh, yeah, right. They literally could have spent six or seven of those episodes just in LA traffic. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. So we're we're get we're trying to get there. We're trying to go to the meeting point, but there's just we're just stuck here. We're on the ten. It's four thirty. We're just we're just not going to get there for like an, at least another hour. Yeah, good times. Yeah, um, that's some that's our our requisite LA talk for the non LA yeah, listeners, non LA people. <laughs> what are we doing this week, Mark? This week, we are doing Deep Space Nine, Uh-oh. episode 18 of season four, Rules of Engagement. And this is our episode 17 of season four. I, we should have, I should have oh, found man. a way to make it another episode. This is, I blew it. I blew oh, it again. We were so close. I keep ruining this show. It's going to be so confusing, like cre- creating the description for this. Cause I'm like, is this season four, episode 17 or, or is 18? Or, I'm four, 18, keep messing it up. Four, 17. Yeah. <sighs> uh, anyway. So yeah, it, it came out on 8th of April, 1996. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, when I just stare directly into the camera and, uh, Tell yeah. us what what's going on in your life. Decloak that ship. Uh, recloak in, in front, it. <laughs> recloak it. And uh, um, and buckle up. God, Dylan's going to hate this so he's much. so much better at this. I've never so done mad. one of those before. So. You want to try it? You want to give it a shot? You want to give it a whirl? Yeah, let me try. Okay. Um, so um, ring your little bell. <laughs> call the courtroom to order and tell as much truth as you can on our trek to the holiday. You believe these simulations to be this real? Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Oh, he's gonna be so mad. He's gonna he's gonna quit. He's gonna quit. <laughs> oh. So this is a Worf episode where Worf is barely a character in it. Yeah, he Did just you notice that? sits and broods the whole time. He's, yeah. So we know you're. We're on the record. Worf is kind of bad. Like he's he's he just kind of sucks, right? Yes. Samuel, your partner, my fiance's least yeah. favorite character in Star Trek. Right, and this is the 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 one episodes where I feel like the writers, the directors, showrunners, everybody's just like, yeah, Worf does need to get his ass kicked a little bit. Right, this guy's 
he's a loose cannon and he gets away with stuff too much. Remember that time when the Picard's like, hey, Worf, if you go and kill that guy, if you go kill that Duras, that's not a Starfleet thing to do. And Worf's like, got it. I'll use the loophole of I won't do it here. <laughs> right. Or the time his brother came to him and was like, I need you to ritually murder me. And He's like Cisco was like, don't do that. And he was like, right. I won't. Um, I'll murder the person he was by right. erasing all of his memory. I mean, ethically speaking, it's that is a pretty terrible. wild episode. <laughs> or like the time when his son shows up on a battle cruiser uh, because it's the only way to get his dad to pay attention <laughs> to, pay to attention him. To him yeah. <laughs> oh, just a <sighs> just a bad guy. Just not a great guy. Not a great dude. Great at having a fight. That's yes. about it. But even then, sometimes he's gonna be a little too stupid. Well, and he's a he's a decent husband, and he's a decent security officer. But yeah, as as far as a person goes, not a great person, I would say. <laughs> not a great. He's a lot of growth to do. Yeah, for a lot sure. of growth to do. For sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So who wrote this episode? Ronald D. Moore wrote it. The story was by Bradley Thompson and David Weddle. I think most notably for us is Business as Usual, but they've written 12 episodes of Deep, Deep Space Nine. Business as Usual, fun fact, was my first um, episode on this podcast. It was the first episode yeah. I ever did on this podcast. Yeah. Great episode. Fantastic yeah. episode. Apparently... The way this all happened is Ronald D. Moore was giving a tour to these, I think to David Weddle. I could be wrong about this. Um, or maybe it was Bradley Thompson. Anyway, giving a tour of them on the uh, Paramount lot. And they, either Bradley or da David, I got to get this right, says like, hey, I've been um, thinking of pitching a thing for Star Trek because they had just re recently written a book about uh, a biography on Peckinpah, who did a lot, of, a lot of movies and stuff. Anyways, they were like, we should do a courtroom episode of this uh, in, in Star Trek. And uh, Ronald D. Moore loved it. And that's how they got the job. They're just getting a tour with their buds. Well, there you go. And they went that's on to write 12 episodes and, and some really good ones. Yeah, it's a case of who you know rather than what you know. But in fact, that's they the, knew quite a bit. World. So, yep. <laughs> well, exactly. It's you know what it is. It's like luck is when opportunity meets preparation, and they were they were obviously able. Yeah, capable. Talented. But it is those um, opportunities. That's yeah. the big for sure. Yeah, and it was directed by Jordy himself, Lavar Burton. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -bum. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, that was a weird uh, thing. I don't. Too. I'm not. We don't have anybody manning the soundboard. That's Dylan's true. Dylan's not true. here <laughs> to man the soundboard. He did great. It was, I, I thought that it was it was a complicated, complicated way to do an episode, especially a courtroom episode, which is so often just done in flashback mode or in. Yeah. Um, just secondhand story, just someone goes up and testifies or someone goes up and they're testifying and it just cuts to flashbacks. And so to do it in this style, I thought it was directed brilliantly. And so I thought um, LeVar Burton has directed his fair share of Trek episodes and this is a standout episode for sure. Yeah, I think it's really, really well done. Apparently they got a lot of inspiration from Spike Lee's movie Clockers. 
1995. And that's where they got the whole for- breaking the fourth wall, like looking into the camera sort yeah. of bit, uh, which I think is great. The way that it's very theatrical. It reminds me of watching like the crucible, you know, like stage plays right, or right. like, yeah. they're like, yes, I was doing this, this and this. And then they're in the scene, but like just the yeah. actors just turn, you know, like turning a spotlight on, on their face. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It was really <laughs> like everyone it freezes. very high yeah. school theater production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone freezes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a cold evening. Yeah. Uh escorting a Cardassian plague transports. I think it was food. I thought it was food. That's what was it was. Food. Okay, they're relief transports. I don't know. Yeah. Was- this is during the Klingon Cardassian War, right? Yeah. When they're they're in conflict. Yeah, and the the Federation and the Klingons are not at war, but they're not they're, the treaty has been broken. There's no treaty. The Kittimer Accords, right, have been been thrown out the window. But they still technically have diplomatic, I guess, enough diplomatic relations. To demand extradition. Yeah. And to send Ron Canada to to go to. My man. Yeah. Ron Canada's great. He's He's just one of those guys. He's He's one of those guys. He's Chapak. And he's been on Voyager and TNG and also like every show. Like every television show. He's one of those super, super extras, but he's like a super talking extra. He's not like one of your like normal background extras. He's like a, hey, I've guest starred on every single show. Whenever they need like an an authority figure, uh, often like a black guy, like a military authority figure character. They're like, get Ron Canada. He'll be, he'll be great. Yeah. I was recently doing a watch of the Orville and they have like the full admiralty and your normal ad, like your main admirals. It's like Victor Garber and Ted Danson and those guys. And then I was like, Oh, I recognize him by his voice. And I was like, Oh, he's the, the Klingon attorney from when Worf blew up that ship full of women and children. (laughs) (laughs) It was empty. Okay. Well, officially (laughs) Odo, Odo cooked the books. Yeah. Uh, before we do the recap, which you're going to do and explain all this, yep. uh, we'll just say the music was by coming in at, I think he's going up in weight now, well, right? Yeah. He's, he's on the uptrend. Dylan's been giving him more a, weight every week. Yeah. 10, 10 kilograms, five foot three, Jay Somebody's got to like track the Jay Chataway Weight Watchers. Ten like, kilograms. I, what is that even in pounds? I don't even know what that is. Thir- like thirty-three pounds. Okay, it's like yeah, thirty-three pounds. You're it's the you're the one who was pounds. raised in that environment, so I don't really know. <laughs> I was surrounded by all that metric. <laughs> uh, okay, so all right, to the thirty-second 30 recap, recap here. <clears throat> uh, I'm ready whenever you are. All right, so ready and go. So Worf wakes up from a nightmare in some holding cells and is on um, trial for blowing up a ship um, during the Klingon and Cardassian War. Um, we go through the testimonies of each of the crew members, um, and things are not looking good for Worf um, until it's revealed that um, it was all an espionage plot to get Worf extradited, and he's free to go. Um, Cisco does these crazy monologues, and uh, nobody bangs.
You had like four free seconds. Damn there. it. I should have. You, you spent no time on that cold open. There was the cold open was just him walking around. This was just his dream. I Here's said my question. Why is he dreaming that all the dead Klingon children and civilians are on the defiant? Why is that? I mean, obviously because they just didn't have a Klingon set, but why? I guess dreams don't make any sense. Were they on the defiant? That's where he was dreaming them. They were That's on where all those bodies and stuff were. They were on the defiant. Oh. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> That's where he was is, when it happened. What else is fun in this episode? We find out that O'Brien had like 235 combat yeah. missions. <laughs> yeah. um, his testimony is the worst. Chief's testimony was the worst one because he was like, you know, if I was in that chair, I would not have killed any kids. He's like, I'm looking back hindsight 2020. I never would have killed a single kid. And it's like, it's, yeah, you're looking back at it. <laughs> Well, it's dumb because he even says himself, like, I don't think I should be commenting on this because it's hypothetical and it's looking back 2020. And they're like, but do. And he's like, okay, well, then I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have <laughs> killed the kids. It's like, and then yeah. later, Worf is like, that doesn't make any sense. He's working with the benefit of hindsight. Right, right. Like, none of this is feels fair. I mean, look, this, this pulls out all the tropes of, like, bad law courtroom decor like right, Cisco early Cisco early on goes to Odo and is like find as much dirt as possible on all these Klingons right. the Klingon captain we I'm are going captain. to character Did assassinate yeah. <laughs> Cisco's like going full on Cisco mode of like <laughs> I don't care how we win if we win dirty it doesn't matter we're gonna win this case my my two favorites in this episode were it was Quark's testimony Mm-hmm. When he kept like changing who uh, Dr. Bashir was talking to, but he like, keeps using which, the same line. Which Davo girl he was talking to is like, have yeah. you ever seen the wormhole, wormhole open? open? And then it was like, and then it was like Morn, and Morn was about to talk, and then it was like, can we get back to it? It was so good. That's um, really really funny. I also love the idea of this the fuck boy Bashir side that we yeah. don't see as much anymore at this He's point. He's already given up on like, Dax. And so yeah. now it's just like head on into the Davo girls. He's I going, love it. Well, I mean, he, he already is. He has already been with Lita at this point. So he's got to, he's making his way through all of them. If this is season, if this is after the. It's mm, before, it's before that because Lee, he starts dating Lita while Dax and Worf are dating. Yeah, because they break up on Risa while um, Worf well, and Dex are already together. That's right. That's on vacation. Right. Yep. Um, and then the other one is Odo. Odo's like, um, Odo's, what does he say? He says, I have it here in my notes. He says, I'm always suspicious of people willing to help a police officer. <laughs> Odo's like a cab mentality. Like, <laughs> he knows he's a cab. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, people who say that it's, um, Star Trek only started being political are so stupid. It's like back then, Very even dumb, back in the yeah. 90s, it was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm suspicious of anybody who's willing to talk to the cops. <laughs> All constables are bastards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, yeah, it is funny. Just this whole like Klingon plot. It's just so out of character for them. But that's the whole thing, right? This The Klingons have really fallen off right 
there's that episode where I think it's is it in season six where Dax is calling out Worf's love for the Empire. He's like, the Empire kind of sucks now. Right. Like, I remember when it was good, but now it's just kind of this lame uh, aristocracy that isn't really on. It's like you're defending something that doesn't exist anymore. Well, I think, isn't it Dax is calling? Because Dax says like, when was the last time you ever respected somebody who was actually on the council? She says yeah. a line like that where it's like, oof. Yeah. Um, well, and then that plays out. I, I put and down here. It p- plays out in Lower Decks. There's the episode um, Wedge Dudge where they um, they do the lower decks of all the yep. different ships, and yeah, you have the the lower decks on the Klingon ship where the the Klingon ensign is like, "Why are we working with these packleds? Why are we doing all this like this underhanded shit? Like this isn't yeah. honorable." Um, and he ends up taking over the ship. That's what it made me think of is it's like totally. all this, this garbage, this uh, espionage and garbage. And what are they going to do with Worf anyway? He's not going to co- be a cooperative prisoner. He's right. going to kill him. I love how like Worf is in the heads of the Klingon empire so much. Yeah. They just really are just like, I fucking hate that Worf guy. That <laughs> yeah. fucking Worf guy. Worf, that Starfleet Klingon Worf guy. It's not until like Martok rolls through and what Martok's like, he's my boy back off. Did you know, uh, speaking of Martok, did you know that, um, Canada went for the role of Martok? Um, I did not know until I read the memory alpha article. Yeah. And then on top of that, Canada and JG Hertzler are really good friends in real life, which I thought was was amazing. And so he was like, well, if I didn't get it as as long as my guy got it, like, okay, I'm good with that. Everybody's got one of those guys where it's like, you're my buddy. Yeah. I'm going to be happy for you. We're both going for this. If you get it, I'm happy for you. Uh, And he was great in this role. I would have actually liked to see ever like him coming back yeah. and maybe like work with Worf, you know, like it would be great to have the flip of it. You know, you, we went up against each other in, in court battle before and now we're, you know, he like Apollo Creed's right. uh, Worf and is defending him in another episode. That would have been a great. Well, even return. the Klingons in the Federation were on the outs for a decent arc. Even if he like was kind seasons. of like, if, even if he was kind of like, a continual foil to the the Federation for a while. Just like, Oh look, you're back again. Yeah. That type of thing. I would have liked to have seen that. Um, but alas, we did not. There's another angle of this too, that have you ever watched Boston legal? No. Okay. Well, that's a show for yeah, those I, listening. I know what it is. I just early two thousands. And it's like, it's, it's sort of a subversion. I think it's a Richard Kelly show. Is that his name? David Kelly. The guy who does Courtroom, Alec McBeal and all those. It's one of those sure. shows. And the weird thing about that show, though, is like, and for one thing, it's really fun. James Spader's in it. Uh, but it's also very Star Trek y because Shatner plays one of the right. ma- major guys. I knew Shatner guys. was in it. Yeah. Um, Rene Aubergenois is in the show as one of the partners at a law firm with Shatner. And there's tons of guest appearances from other Star Trek people, including Ron Canada, actually. Oh. And uh, where was it going with this? Oh, yeah. Just like I feel like there needs to be at some point because courtroom episodes are such a big part of Star Trek. There needs to be just a Star Trek jag show, you know, 
like a start like a new like a star room courtroom drama star trek courtroom <laughs> drama yeah and it's just like this this like team of star trek prosecutors have to go like they travel to new worlds all the time defending their fuck up starfleet officers right, right, right. <laughs> like all right we're here uh sounds like your captain opted to not defend you right which probably doesn't bode well because they usually they're like a hundred percent on board to do that <laughs> so here we are <laughs> so then you have like different uh different lawyers from different species that take on different uh so you have like the klingon lawyer and this lawyer yeah i'd do that I'd, I'd it's just like a that. ship of lawyers it's yeah, just a yeah, yeah. ship of lawyers just going <laughs> sector to sector like what do we got uh yeah there's an emergency dist- uh, signal coming in from you know the andor from andoria prime uh somebody melted some ice and apparently that's a felony there so we have to go <laughs> somebody and, like, melted some ice <laughs> <laughs> were there any witnesses yes and no they were all anar so no they, visual they didn't witnesses see them but see. they sensed, sensed them, them. <laughs> they can't give you There's any a- like drawings but they could give you their feel like their aura uh, telling you this would be a really fun show yeah, it's gonna be a really fun show. Uh, right after we're done with the NX files, right? Um, yeah, the NX yeah, files. I, I mean, um, good, good, fun stuff in this. Cisco, um, probably more in his element than most episodes. Um, I'm trying to think of when he was more in his element. Um, in the pale moonlight, um, our man Bashir when he's the super villain. Um, like him in the courtroom is, uh, in the, one of the skipping ahead a little bit in the final scene when he's like, isn't it possible when he was delivering that line? Um, I, I was, we uh, have two TVs in our living room. Um, and I was watching the episode and, and my fiance was, was, um, um, playing video games. And he goes, he turns to me and he goes, how do you guys rate your episodes? And I explain the Drask system. And he goes, he goes, um, if dialogue and camp aren't rated as fives, I'm going to suggest that you don't go on the show anymore. And I was like, (laughs) well, it's only what's in the holodeck. This isn't in the holodeck. And he goes, yeah. Oh, that's really disappointing. Well, so. you know, in, in in his defense, the uh, the the dialogue, the very brief dialogue, is very campy. In, yes, in it the is. Holodeck in this episode, <laughs> but uh, uh, but he was like, he was like, how do you watch like watching this? Like, how is it believable? And I said, it's not supposed to be believe. Like, you don't watch Shakespeare because it's believable. That's it's yeah. not because people talked like that in medieval England or or that that era of England. Like, <laughs> it's just extremely heightened. Yes. yes. Um. I do like the the uh, the Vulcan judge played by Deborah Strang, Talara, is I feel like she's really checked out. I, I think like- she's the worst Vulcan <laughs> alive. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah, I came out here to this. She's on that ship. She's on that ship that goes to different trials everywhere. Right. And she's like, next like next week, she she's yeah. on a two week vacation, and she's just like looking at her watch the yeah. entire time. She's like really sloppily puts together the bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, the way that people are talking to each other. The way that they're getting away with things like the introducing of the logs of Worf's personal logs. And it's just like, yeah, all right. 
Are these Put it in evidence. Sure. How could, whatever. How did you get those? Uh, yeah, it's and uh, the the okay. Let's talk about the scene where Chapak slash Ron Canada goads Worf into attacking him. Yeah. At that point, I was just like, I don't even care if Worf's innocent. That where's, was just so stupid. He where's the bailiff just, in this courtroom? Like, where's the? <laughs> Is there a stenographer or like? (laughs) I do appreciate at the end of the episode, it doesn't just end with Worf being free. There's a a sort of a debrief with Cisco where he's like, you moron, you stupid idiot. You You shot on a ship without even looking at what kind of ship it was. You are so lucky. Like you're so fucking lucky. Oh my God. You're going to make a great captain one day. Yeah. (laughs) Great job, buddy. Let's go to the party. I don't want to go to the party, buddy. You, I just, just do what I'm telling you to do. You, you are so to go to the party. The party's not about you, dummy. Um, Cisco again, (sighs) hamming it up. Uh, you wish you go into, you, you'll wish you went into botany line. (laughs) Yeah. Just wait until you get a fourth pip on that collar. Worf's really deep into pip debt though. When he transferred from, uh, from Enterprise to Deep Space Nine to get that third pit. He's, well, and after after he abandons his mission and saves Jadzia in Change of Heart, um, that's when he's told he'll never get a command. So he's not even going to ever get a fourth pip on the gosh, I don't remember that. Tell me, which one it's was that It's called again? Change of Heart. Him and Jadzia are sent on a mission to catch a... I mean, to... Um, what do they call when you get a... Um, Karda- uh, you get a spy out of somewhere... Um, extract extract a Cardassian spy and Jadzia gets hurt. And so he leaves her behind to go finish the mission. And then he uh-huh. ends up not extracting the spy and rescuing Jadzia. And Cisco right. basically says like, well, that's it for you, bud. He says, you'll never go on another mission with Jadzia alone. And you'll, you, neither of you will likely ever get a command, which of course we know for Jadzia that, yeah different extenuating circumstances (laughs) she went to pray one day and that was taken care of yeah pray for a baby and end up uh you know Um, something that she's never ever done before and never would do (laughs) judzia like the ultra atheist goes and prays (laughs) (sighs) i'm so mad just thinking about that it's just not real yeah no well when old ricky berman's in charge Mm -hmm. do or die Literally. Yeah, unfortunately. Ah, well, sorry to bring a, a downer for everybody. <laughs> um, obviously, Burton and uh, the I think the cinematographer were inspired by Rashomon when filming this. Yeah. Though I think Measure, uh, not Measure Man, uh, Matters of Perspective, which we've rated in the past, was more like that because it has like the same sure. scene play out several times. Um. I just do love the clockers looking at the camera stuff, the theatrical stuff. It's it's really great. Um, apparently, this is what people, some people call a goof. Uh, you don't see, like Worf in the first scene, courtroom scene, is wearing his little sash thing, his ceremonial Klingon thing, but he's yeah. not afterwards. Apparently, there's a cut scene where Chapak requests Worf not be allowed to wear it. Yeah, I read because that. it's a disgrace to a dishonored among our people, but that just got cut. So do you have no explanation for it? Yeah, and so people are like, "Oh, do you messed up?" And it's like, "No, do, it was cut." 
Yeah, it's cut. Give us the extended cut. Give us the Burton cut of Rules of Engagement. There's another cut scene that I want to see. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Kira one? The Kira one, which uh-huh. is, first of all, her hair is the best, but the Kira deleted scene is where she says she would have done the same thing, and then Chapak brings up the fact that she was a terrorist yeah. and like <laughs> would, killed Cardassians completely indiscriminately and used that to discredit her. That's the scene I want to see is her and Chapak going at it. Worf, you know, you know. but yeah. Kira, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, terrorist Kira. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a really obvious goof that I didn't even pick up on because I didn't even really think about it. Why does Cisco never bring up the fact that a civilian transport equipped with a cloaking device is kind of suspect? Don't, aren't all Klingon vessels equipped with transport? I mean, I, cloaking devices? I don't think so. I mean, why would all Klingon battles, like warships and stuff, that makes sense. But why would just like a bus, you know, that would be like, (laughs) yeah, of course, like all F-22s and bombers and stuff that we make now have stealth technology. But why would like a, you know, an Infinity Q-35 have a stealth? I guess I don't know why that would. Well, the big question was why decloak in the middle of a battle? Like you see the battle, you're looking outside, you see the battle going on, right? Well, probably because that captain was drunk or had a bone to pick a with death wish. according to Cisco. <laughs> a death wish. Figure it out, Odo. <laughs> Just find something. Find something, Odo. Uh, did he great. hate his did he hate his wife? Just figure yeah. figure something out. <laughs> oh. Turns out they were all already dead. They were all was it a drone? Was it remotely piloted? I don't know. Did they just push it with a tractor beam and just let gravity take over? I, d- I don't know. Was there one guy some, on there? Some Romulan shenanigans going on with this this transport. This is a very Obsidian Order, Tal Shiar sort of thing. Obsidian Order being the Cardassian one. The Cardassian one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, what would be cool is if this were some weird Section 31 plot to get Worf extradited so that then they can use Worf as a spy or something, you know, to break somebody out of Klingon right, prison. Right. That I would have been into. I would have yeah, like, loved to see fucking a, Sloan being like, great. Section 31 we, plot? <laughs> yeah. You and Bashir, you're going together. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, this is apparently open? this is have you ever seen the wormhole open um, <laughs> isn't this apparently based on um, what is it the the shooting down of an Iranian passenger plane isn't the did yeah. you read that it happened in the late 80s right yeah, the accidental yeah. thing they were inspired by the the way technology can do stupid things yeah the, or in this case wharf just do stupid things but instead of making it based on the real one where we actually did shoot down an Iranian passenger plane, it was all a conspiracy, which is what the U.S. government wished had happened. Yeah. Turns out, though, that's not what happened here. Yeah. It was a conspiracy the other way. In, in our, yeah, it was American empire. You know, we can do no wrong. Right. <laughs> People are going to get sick of America's bullshit at some point. At some point. I mean, they're sick of it already. Yeah, but there's going to be a point where they can do something about it. That is true. Unless they start the draft again and mandatory military service of all males under the age of 40 or something. That'd be fun. Not, That'd not be fun outside the realm of possibility. Oh, be, be it's going to be great. I mean, we're not going to make it. We'll have been purged at that point. Uh, I mean, true. Me being gay alone, I'll be, 
I'll be yeah. in the camps before then. Yeah. Um, and I'm on oh, Twitter, so that's true. You're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> when um, when I said this in the last episode, not in the last one. What was the episode? The last DS9 episode um, we did, which was you are cordially invited. Yes, I made the statement: never enter a dick measuring contest with Captain Benjamin Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a statement I'm going to again make from this episode <laughs> when he invited um, Canada, our buddy Ronnie Can, to sit on the uh, stand and testify. Yeah. Um, and he was like, sure, I'll do it, whatever. And Cisco was like, yeah, you are. And then Cisco mopped the floor with him. Um, and so. Yeah. I, I love that. That is the, that's like the, there's a promise early in the episode where Ron Canada is like, the courtroom is my battlefield. I fight, you know, for honor in the battle right. in, in the battlefield of the courtroom. And Cisco at the end's like, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna go in the battle in the courtroom. Oh yeah. And you're gonna lose. It's great. I and love like, that aspect of like, why would there be a Klingon lawyer? Oh, because everybody I mean, there you need you need all these facets of civilization. Yeah, you just have to find a cultural and, reason to. Yeah. Like, I would imagine a Klingon doctor is like, oh, yeah, the body is my battlefield. Uh, I go in there and I fight d- damage. Well, the guy that owns the Klingon restaurant, like, you know, Gach is my battlefield. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you ever try to rank the grill? You, you <laughs> just the right amount of li- live to dying amount, you know, because like you don't want dead Grok, right? You don't want a cold Grok. <laughs> right. These, uh, these Targ shanks are like. This is my, these are my enemies yeah. on the grill. <laughs> the grill. The grill. <laughs> the grill is my battlefield. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The, uh, the, lo- the linoleum tiles in this holodeck are my battlefield. Is that the Klingon janitor? Mo- yeah, he's got to mop them up. <laughs> Not everybody's able to make it work very well. <laughs> no, the they have to. It's a warrior race. <laughs> yeah. The farmer, Those the fields are my, are my battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher. <laughs> Although having worked in uh, in academia, to yeah. be fair, the students are the enemy. They are the <laughs> enemy. <laughs> oh. Uh, that is a joke, obviously. Of course. Of course, that is a joke. The students are wonderful, wonderful students. The enemy. The enemy. Uh, anything else? Um, um, oh, okay. Chapak's entire argument for the first part of this episode is Worf plays violent video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like he plays cra- uh, violent video games. He basically, he's like a school, it's like the school shooter, the, the right wing right. like defense or uh, uh, attacks. of. Yeah. Of, if he uh, had evidence that he was on SSRIs, oh God, oh it would be, God. it would be done. <laughs> what is, what prescription, Dr. Bashir, yeah. what prescriptions does Lieutenant Commander right. Worf have? <laughs> oh, Prozac. Okay. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. God. Oh. So, would you watch uh, this episode for the holodeck content alone? Uh, actually, yeah, because it's so weird. Like, of of, there's no no other holodeck scene like it. It is um, approximately forty seconds, if that. If that, and there is. 
one line. Two lines if you count the voiceover. And you can, it's not even technical. It's weird, right? Like when I first saw this, I thought, is does this count as holodeck because it's a memory right. and she's kind of recreating it? You know, like she's talking to the camera and discussing her feelings of the times where she's in. So it's like, is this a simul? Is like, there's a made up scenario of when she's on the holodeck with Worf. Jadzia, that is. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's very, it's not very much. But the whole episode itself works. So if I had to sit through the rest of the episode just for the holodeck content, I would be okay with it. Um, oh, yeah. It's an amazing episode. Yeah. You're right. It's probably a no. It's probably but realistically a no. Do you watch it singularly for the holodeck content? I would say no. I If, if they not. were to cut Jadzia's scene and put in Kira's scene, I would be content with that. Yeah. That'd be good. That would be good, but then we wouldn't have reviewed this episode, and, and we wouldn't we know, have, and we wouldn't have violent video games being the cause of, <laughs> of Worf attacking. Worf is a gamer, yeah, gamer Worf. Um, cool. Well, do you want to go into the archives real quick? And, yeah, um, I'm down. Yeah. Accessing Starfleet archives, Deep Space Nine. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, hi, McCall. Uh, do you mind if I sit here? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh, you do mind? No, no, no. You can sit. You can sit. I'm fine. Just uh, okay, don't. Great. If Odo walks by, just don't uh, don't make eye contact with him. Oh, that's. You don't have to worry about that. He's currently with my aunt, Talara. Oh, are they still involved with that trial thing? There, there's a lot of paperwork involved, so they're they're mostly involved. Just, just making sure that's all done. Odo had to explain why there was no bailiff at the courtroom scene. Apparently, Worf attacked Chapak. It's a whole thing. There I get no really bailiff? bored when my aunt talks about law stuff. She's, a, she's, yeah. Wait, your aunt is the judge? Yeah, she's, she's, she's my aunt. Like, she's a whole family thing. A lot of lawyers on that side of the family, judges and stuff. And they, they were trying to push me to do it. Um, but it's not really. It's just a lot of work. It's not really my thing. Yeah, so. I get that. What? So, you, so wait, why are you scared of Odo? I don't no, know. Well, because before they went on that convoy mission, Worf was like, hey, I really want you to try out this really cool holodeck program. And he gave mm-hmm. me that battle of Tong whatever. And it was a ton of fun. Yeah. But um, it was a good time. At the end, though, they were like all my all my advisors were like, hey, you should really kill all the women and children in the village. And, and I was like, no, no, no. The but then the program wouldn't end. So, yeah. So I killed they locked all the women. you out. You have no, to make a I decision. Wouldn't, they wouldn't let me leave. So I was like, yeah. hey, hey, guys, just like maim them or whatever. And then they were like, no, you, we have to kill them. So I was like, okay, kill all the women and children. And now I'm nervous. If I do something wrong, right. yeah. they're going to think I, you know, they're going to use that as evidence against me like they did against for Worf. You. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you done any crimes? Well, not now, but like, what if I like accidentally blow up a like Cardassian, Cardassian daycare or a hospital or something like uh, that seems kind of like a specific and I don't know, like a weird thing to, to happen. Well, not on purpose. Just like, oh, by the way, don't mention any of this to your aunt. Um, 
I won't. I, I'm avoiding going. Also, her quarters smell like soup all the time. I don't know why that's the case, but they always. Does she make like, it in that little bell? Does well, she, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, she brings that bell with her everywhere. That's the other thing that drives me nuts. Because she's like, "Where can I put this bell?" It's like I don't know. Like, why did you bring the bell? This is not a courtroom. You know, you don't need to have the bell with you all the time. But she brings it around. Um, but yes, she does make it in that bell, and everything smells like. Soup. Anyways, I won't tell her. But okay, like, good. I mean, what are you what are you saying? Like, what, if you blow up like a Cardassian, with, like, I don't know. I'm Bajoran. We we get involved in all sorts of hijinks. Yeah, I mean, I spent a bunch of years in in the in the resistance. We, you never Wait, know you what you're going to blow up. I mean, you were in the resistance. No, officially, no. Right, but like you were unofficially. You weren't. I mean, unofficially, officially. wink, wink. Yeah, we all were. Yeah. Remember when I took y'all to the Bajoran Desert and we played that video game where we blew up that that um, facility? Uh, yeah, the holographic video game where we blew up the Cardassian scientific experimentation facility. Yeah, it was a ho- it was a hospital. That was a hospital. It was just a video game. Was it really a video game? Yeah, remember Riker was there. <laughs> the guy, yeah, Riker with the diff- slightly different facial hair. I told you that was a weird thing about the program. Well, too. his name was Bill there, but still, regardless, we we get involved in all sorts. I mean, even us, our group of friends, we get involved in all, all sorts of hijinks. Well, sometimes let's not rope me into this. Let's sometimes not, we blow things up. I'm just hey, saying, McCall. I'm just telling you, it's not a good. This is not a good direction to go because, again, my aunt is Talara. So if anything happens. She's gonna have me covered, so that's one of also, the perks. Damn it! Also, I may or may not have given the program to Pert, and he may or may not be playing right now. And he's so playing it if, right now. Yeah, he's up in Quark's playing it right now. So if somebody <sighs> catches on that he plays it, I mean, he gets involved in all sorts of terrible shit. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's running a sweatshop in one of the cargo bays here on the station right now. Oh, I, I mean, he said it's not technically a sweatshop. I mean, not, all those kids want to be there. Yeah. I mean, if you feed them, they'll come. They're Bajoran children. They spent yeah. most of their lives starving. You get it. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm you, just saying, you well, flaunting well, that your aunt keeps getting you out of danger is not well, okay. She, she's never had to, you know, but like I have that card that I can play at any time. And again, Pert's not doing anything wrong with those kids. I mean, somebody has got to make those earrings. I mean, you think those earrings just grow on trees? That's true. That's true. (laughs) I'm just saying Bajorans. I mean, other than Klingons, we're pretty violent. We're a pretty violent race. I I don't think of you guys that way. Yeah. I mean, because we're so spiritual and oh, the prophets, the prophets. But we also have killed a lot of spoonheads. That's true. Excuse me. Cardassians. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. My bad. Oh, great. O'Brien heard Spoonhead. He's got like a radar on the top of his head. Yeah, he calls he... him Cardies. It's fine. He and I are cool. He and yeah, I are chill. He also, to be fair, he also used, plays that, um, the the one where we wear the weird bow ties and the hats and stuff. He, play, he That's one of his favorite programs, too. Where we the blow bow up ties the hospital. and the hats. Yeah, where yeah. we blow up the hospital. He plays that one. All, he and I go and play that one all the time. Okay, but that's not real, right? No, it's it's a Holosphere program. Okay. All right. Because if if I need to talk to my aunt, I should do it now. Because she's gonna she's she's going towards the uh, the Romulan Klingon border next week. Her ship's gone that way, and I I, I won't be able to reach her for a while. No, you, you should be fine. Okay. Plus, she uses that bell to announce whenever she's entering a room, so we'll know if she's on her way over. 
Well, I need her to... Okay, anyways, it doesn't matter. <sighs> All right. Well, I need What's to go Tom to the... doing, by the way? Do you have any idea where Tom is? Where Tom is? Yeah. No, he was... No, I don't know where Tom is. Because he said that he had to keep his head down for a while because the Klingon... He said something about, like, he was involved with something with the Klingons by accident. Was he on the ship when Warp blew up that ship with all those kids? I don't know, but I just haven't seen him since then. He said there was something going on and that it would be good for his career, and then he winked. It would be was good for his... To, was he trying to get Worf fired? Oh, God. Was he the one who snitched on Worf? That might... Oh, I, maybe maybe he needs my Aunt Talara to talk to him. Wait, you were going to offer Talara to Tom and not for me? I was the well, one who was about to go up a, blow up a hospital. Yeah, well, that's the I thing. I mean, who like, might... You, who, right. Well, that's the thing. You know, you're Bajoran and you're not technically a Federation species. So I, it's a I'm trickier. still in Starfleet. Well, you're in Starfleet, but that's was kind of like a, you know, like a sort of like a affirmative action sort of thing. You know, oh, here we go. I mean, it, I don't mean that in an offensive way. It's just there's not it's not likely that you would have made it into. I mean, like you're you've really sure. blossomed as a Starfleet oh, officer. OK, you've really. OK, I think I've stepped in a lot of. I, you know what? I, you're one of my best friends, uh, McCall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what a mess. <laughs> I think I, I think I said, a um, Cardassian racial slur. I think, <laughs> I think you did, but, but it, you're right. O'Brien does say Cardi's all the he time. He says Cardi's. And Spoonies and Spoonheads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Casuals made up racism. Okay. <clears throat> Drasks. So what let's describe this scene. So there's two. Technically. Because it there's one where it's just them fighting and no dialogue, and then Jitsia it cuts back to her mm -hmm. and, and for like some dialogue, and then it cuts back into her, her and then that's the Rashomon scene. Gotcha. So there's one that's just action, all action, just them just fighting. Just fighting. Yeah. I consider this all one scene, but sure. I can I see mean, why yeah. you would say two. Uh, it's a dialogue, conjoined scene. Yeah. It's pretty good combat. It's pretty typical. Jadzia is just like really simping for, for Worf, just thirsting hard at him and hanging out with him. Oh, yeah. Um, Was she into him at this point? I think so. I think she's into him pretty quickly. Was this after, is sort of like an old man? House of like, Quark? is it after House of Cork? I don't know. Don't know. Oh no, because she wasn't into him until they didn't hook up until um, season five, episode seven, I think. Uh, until, yeah, season five, episode seven. Until House Grilka, of Cork is season three, so that's until Grilka's second episode. Yeah, which House was, of Cork is the first one. Yes. The but second. she's like into she flirts and stuff with Worf throughout this season and early season five. They don't hook up until five oh three, looking for Parmok. That's what it was. In all another episode places. that you joined us for, right? Oh no, no, we had Kiri on for that. Kiri was on that one. Yep, it's a good That's episode. Great. great episode. Uh, okay, so let's judge this thing. Dialogue. I'm no fool. I can see the killer instinct in his eyes. That's said to camera. Does that count? Is that in the holodeck? 
they're in with the Rocky backgrounds. I'm saying it's, I think it's a great line, but it always goes away. Cause she says that I can see the killer instinct in his eyes. She says it very intensely. It's, they are fighting, actively fighting. And then they freeze and she looks and it's like the spotlight goes on. I love it. I think it's so fun. Well, it's great. It's campy. It's fun. But does that technically actually ever occur in the hollow suite? Because it's her retelling the story. He said, mm, "Oh, so that's what you mean? Does it? Because they are they are on the hollow suite, but does it count? Because sh- it's her testimony." Yeah. Ooh. I'll let you call it. You're a captain here today. I'll let you call it. I don't. Know. This is this is big. This could have massive implications on how we rate holodeck yeah. and hollow suite episodes in the future. Are there more I mean, Rashomon episodes? The precedent that we set. I mean, who knows? We keep discovering new holodeck episodes, strange new holodeck episodes. It's true. I did recommend this episode because I was watching it the other day and I was like, oh. Great. I, I'm i going to give this, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this, I'm going to say that that, that is admissible. I'm going to say right. that line is admissible. He's made the call. I've made the call. Darius and Dylan, you can fire me if you think it was the wrong call. Mark, where, what would you have done if you were sitting in the captain's chair? If I was sitting in the captain's chair, I definitely, looking back, hindsight 2020. Uh-huh. Sitting here, I support you 100%. <laughs> looking back, hindsight 2020, I would, I would not have made this call. You stand by my decision, <laughs> I though. stand by your decision, but I would not have made the call. <laughs> wow. No, I actually agree with you. I think Mark could not have could not have made that decision <laughs> without the benefit of hindsight. Uh, uh, cool. Well, I'm gonna give it a four. I also gave line. I also gave it a four. Right. Great. I think she I think she de- delivers it perfectly. She's got a mechleth to her neck, um, yeah. and she's not like heavy breathing or anything like that. I think it's great. And when she says, "But he knows when to stop." Yeah, there's a but sort it, of kinky. But that look always it. goes away. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's great romance i do think knowing with knowledge of their relationship i think i feel like it's a little romantic. there's some tension there i, I was into it yeah. i was like okay i'll yeah. give it a three he knows when to stop i mean that's a very much like he knows when to like how to let go like how to let off on the yeah he's got a lot of passion a lot of that. fire yeah i got oh, it yeah uh, i'll give it a three i said three as well action five 4.5 for me five for you yeah yeah it is good it's good stuff there was a full scene that was just them going at it that's true. Okay, I'll give it a five. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> Suspense. Uh, not a lot for me. I would say a zero. One. One for you, because it's a courtroom scene, and we don't know what her testimony is going to be. Right. Camp. Uh, I think it's super campy. It's I very do too. campy. Five. Uh, four. Yeah. That, that, that sort of like high school theater style yeah. presentation. Um, stakes. I said a four. He's the 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 guy has declared her an expert in Klingon um, in Klingon uh, history. Um, her testimony is huge. She is the one who it's all the Sompek stuff. I, I think um, her, her this is part of her testimony, and um, it's the bloodlust it's the she's the testimony for the bloodlust which i think is right. what speaks to and leads into his attack of the lawyer so i think it's huge stakes i think i think i get what you're saying but 
this is technically not really happening in the holodeck to me, so it's hard for me to make sure. that work. So I'm going to give it a 0.5, but I do acknowledge Ooh. that it is high stakes within the context of the episode. Um, also the stakes of where she's like, I know he could kill me if he wanted to. Uh-huh. And then, but she says it, but it always goes away. So maybe that negates a little bit. Sure. Okay. Computer. What's our final score? Calculating. Three point two one. Nice. It's actually really high. <laughs> well, there's only two of us, so <laughs> yeah. So there was nobody to balance us out. Um, that's the same score as Clues from TNG, and is one above Displaced by Deep Space Nine. How does that rank as far as like and how high is it? Twenties. It's in the twenties. Oh, it's pretty, pretty high good. up. It's pretty high up. Considering how little holiday content was actually there, that's really high up. <laughs> I'm going to throw out there that Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite has a 3.55. So <laughs> Dylan's going to be very mad about this. That's oh, Is that the revised Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite score? It is. I, yeah, it is. That's yeah. the revised one? That's the revised score. Isn't that in yeah. the top 10? It was at one point, but no longer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Controversial. Controversial. That's what happens when you put the non-bros in charge. That's right. Hamilton Smith uh, hegemony has been disrupted. Overthrown, if some might say. Well, this was a fun little sesh. I liked yeah, it. this is great. What we should, we should do, you know what? We should do like a Lower Decks episode next. Ooh. Um, I mentioned um, Wedge Dudge. Yeah. Was, is there holodeck on that one? Yes. Um, Ta'ana and Tendi are climbing El Capitan in Yosemite. Oh, right. Like, in, dude, that's the final frontier, which you don't know the reference. And he has the Go Climb a Rock. I know the reference. Yes. He has the Go, you know go the Climb a Rock shirt on. So that's in the holodeck. There's this great um, image that was, you probably saw it, that I retweeted today on Twitter of Shatner, Nimoy, and DeForest Kelly when they're shooting that movie. And it is just perfect of those two, of those three, excuse me. Um, and anyways, I just, I love that movie. It's the campiest, worst Star Trek movie, <laughs> but super fun. Uh, so corny. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get that picture framed because they just, <laughs> and I think I wrote on Twitter, I wrote like, I'm going to frame this and say that these three are my dads. Because they just look so perfect. Uh, great. Think, well, thanks. Thanks for joining, Mark. That's. Yeah. I think that's. If if you do end up doing that one, I think that's uh, lower decks to nine, um, because it's lower decks the, and it's it's has the lower decks, the Vulcan ship, and the yeah, the Klingon it's, ship. And it's lower decks across all the sh- the species. Yeah. The Borg. I love that one. That's really great. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks as always for joining. Of course, you'll, you'll you know probably that, you be on next this. week. You never this know. This Hamilton Smith. Actually, I'm out of town next week. So if you do it during the week week, I can be here. But if it's that's uh, when you're going to be really, really a true committed uh, track to the hall decker is when you do it while you're traveling. Florida. Flo- oh, you're going to the, the nasty, Tala nasty. No, I'm headed down to South Florida to visit one of my aunts with my dad and my brother. Nice. Um, yes. Talara, your Vulcan aunt. Talara. My Vulcan aunt. She is actually a lawyer. 
<laughs> South Florida is a great place to be a lawyer, I'm sure. Uh, she does family law too. So oh. she does like tons of wills and obituaries, not obituaries, oh, yeah. but like Florida? Um, old people dying and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a factory for that kind of stuff. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> great career. Well, uh, have fun. Hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. Yeah, never know. Uh, if you've been listening to this and aren't subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead, smash that subscribe button. What's the Star Trek version of like hit that subscribe button? Beam, beam punch that, it. punch it, hit it, hit it, uh, warp it, warp it, warp me. That's the Freeman. Yeah. Um, also, check out our Discord. You'll find a link to our Discord through our Instagram account. So it's a very complicated set of things you got to do. You got to go to our Instagram, which is track at track to the holodeck, go to our link tree. And then there's a link there to join our discord. And we mostly just share wordle scores. <laughs> we talk about Star Trek too. And, I just post uh, memes. All I do is post memes on the different memes. pages. It's a great yeah. meme aggregation site yeah, that isn't is. Reddit. You don't have to, you don't have the toxicity of Reddit. Just yeah, uh, it's nice. us talking about stuff. Uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. The intro and outro music was provided by the artist's body line used with the permission of the Midwest Collective. Nice. I can hey, do that. Hey, Darius and Dylan never let me read that. You know what we haven't said in a while? Well, this, we have not said in a long time. Um, podcast is actually hosted by Indiesaurus. Indiesaurus. And here's their station identifier. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Nice. Hopefully Darius hears that. Hopefully. And um, also, this Mark, is you saw in person how the CBS, the, the Paramount Plus app. I did. Has it's really terrible. weird glitches on When Google we watched the Strange New Worlds finale, it was horrible. I was Chromecast, shocked. Yeah, the Chromecast with Google TV, I think is the name of the, the device. Yes. The whatever way the Paramount Plus app works on it, it does not work. It it shows up in green and purple the first Which, time you try. As a colorblind person, I was personally offended. Yeah, yes. you're like I'm already suffering through this. You wore right. your glasses. You wore I your wore glasses. my special colorblind protectness glasses, <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Yes, as a fan podcast, um, CBS Viacom, Paramount Plus, please leave us alone. We are just having a good time and talking Trek, not here to um, step on anybody's toes. We do love you for giving us all of our Trek uh, content, but we also hate you for how you give it to us. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no other way for me to just casually watch Star Trek Enterprise when I need to have something on in the background while I eat something. You so, can always just not watch Star Trek Enterprise. That's doesn't, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I just watched the Borg one. Uh, great. Oh, the Borg one. I, um, I am rewatching, um, I, now the strange new world is over. I went back to the beginning and restarted it. Yeah. And I watched Spock amok. The one Great. where him and his him and his uh, fiance switch brains, yeah, it's such a good episode. Oh my god, it was every so show's got to have a body swap episode. The body swap, and then I watched the, and then I just uh, right before we started recording this, I watched the the sun virus, the light virus one. That mm -hmm. was so good too. Ghost I'm like, Valeria. this show is so on point. Yeah, so, banger after banger. So Strange good. new worlds. Check it out. Yes, do. 
All right. Cool. Computer and program. And program. Spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 